What's going on Z Community Cuties, it's your boy Aziz Finance and welcome back to the Personal Finance in Canada show, also known as the PFC show. Whether you've been listening to our podcast for a while now or this is your first time, be sure that you're either following or subscribe to the pod and share this with somebody who you think will also get value from this podcast as well. Now without further ado, let's get this party started and dive into the episode. By listening to the PFC show, the Personal Finance and Canada show with Aziz Finance, you acknowledge and agree that me, Aziz Finance, assume no responsibility for any financial decision or decisions that you make, as it is ultimately your finances and you are the only controller of your own decisions. I am a random person on the internet and not a financial professional, so please consult with one being a financial professional before making any financial-based decision, because anything that you hear on this podcast overall, each and every single episode, is just a sharing of my experience and are not suggestions whatsoever, regardless of the types of language or words that I use within these episodes. Again, by listening to this podcast, you acknowledge that I assume no responsibility for any decisions that you make regarding your finances. All right, so last episode, we were talking about financial statements and usually this is one type of analysis for fundamental analysis overall but there's a different type of analysis still considered under the fundamental analysis umbrella although it comes down to ratios and usually with this type of analysis the first type of metric that you'll come across is the pde ratio now the pe ratio tells you what the price of a company's stock is with relation to its earnings per share considering this it would be simply calculated by taking the company's current stock price and then dividing by its earnings per share, which you'll commonly seen being referred to as the EPS. The EPS is reported every three months, so this PE ratio also changes according to that. Now, how do investors actually use the PE ratio when it comes down to analysis of a certain company? Well, there's a few different ways and we'll go through a few different ones. So firstly, the general valuation. Now, some investors, typically newbies or those who don't heavily rely on fundamental analysis, will just quickly glance at the P.E. ratio and then compare it with a benchmark that they have in mind that they would consider to be the fine line between overvalued and undervalued. Some will tell you that a P.E. of anything below 15 would be undervalued. Some will say it's got to be below 20. Some even say it'll be below 30. Nonetheless, in my personal experience, I feel like having this general benchmark isn't really the best way to use the P.E. ratio to its full potential, especially because it doesn't really capture the full picture of the business as a whole. If you're a day trader or a swing trader, then yeah, I guess you could look at it that way. But if you think it'll help you with your trades, do your thing. Although when it comes down to long term plays, this perspective might not be the best. Another way to utilize the P.E. ratio is for industry or market cap valuation. Now, I believe this is one of the best ways that you can utilize the P.E. ratio because you're looking at the market capitalization along with the P.E. ratio of the industry as a whole. Let's say you're looking at General Motors, ticker symbol GM, for a long-term investment. As of recording this episode, the current P.E. ratio of General Motors is 5.99. Okay, we got that down, but let's also look at the market capitalization along with the rest of its industry. So the current market cap of General Motors, again, as of recording this episode, is currently $58.31 billion. So that already gives us the indication of two things. Number one, we know that it's going to fit within the large cap segment of the stock world. And we now know that we want to compare General Motors P.E. ratio with other companies that are within the same range of this market capitalization. Industry-wise, it's considered to be a part of the auto manufacturers, if you couldn't already tell when I mentioned the company's name. But putting this information together, we'll have to find the P.E. ratio of the other companies, again, with the similar market capitalization to $58.31 billion, and then fit it within the industry of the rest of the auto manufacturers. 
Doing this is actually a lot simpler than you think, because if you're using a stock screener, it'll make your life so much easier. When it comes down to screeners, I actually use Finviz, no affiliation, I just think it's such an easy screener to use, especially when you're trying to compare PE ratios and whatnot. So be sure to check out the link in the description below to Finviz, and maybe you could even follow along with this example as well. So just to kind of walk you through in case that you've opened up Finviz, you literally just go to industry, auto manufacturers, and then when it comes down to market cap, you could filter it based on the specific ranges. Because we know what General Motors market cap was, and because we know the market capitalization of General Motors under market cap on Finviz, we just select the same range that that would fit in, and it'll pull up all the other companies that fit within that same range and are within the auto manufacturers industry. All right, so a lot of you guys have asked me, hey, Aziz Finance, how have you managed to create full-time income from options trading? Now, guys, I'll be quite candid with you. 99.9% .9 of the entire platform is for free. All the education, all the resources that you'll ever need. Although you can get an inside scoop of what my trades look like on a day-to-day -day basis, and you can do this with our Instagram close friend subscription. Basically, for a small fee a month, you can get access to the day-to-day -day plays that I make, on the Instagram story. It's as simple as that. So be sure to check out what this looks like and how you'll be able to benefit from this on our website, azizfinance.ca, A-Z-I-Z-Z, finance.ca. If you're interested, let me know and you can get the inside scoop on the trades that I make to bring me my full-time income. Anyway, back to the episode. So looking at what Finviz pulled up, we find that its direct competitors would be 10 other companies. What you'll do is that you'll look at the PE ratios of all of those 10 companies, take the average, and then you can use that average as your benchmark PE ratio. At that point, anything below that benchmark would be considered as undervalued, and anything over that benchmark would then be considered overvalued. Another way that you can use the PE ratio is actually to determine future performance. Now, I wouldn't say that the PE ratio is the best metric to determine future performance because who the hell knows what's going to happen in the future, especially when it comes down to the stock market. Nonetheless, some investors still do use it within their analysis. And for those who do, they look at the PE ratio as the sentiment of other investors on what they think the stock performance is going to be in the future. For example, if they see that the PE ratio is over 20 per instance, they interpret it as, okay, if other investors are willing to pay 20 times the earnings of this company, there must be a lot of people who think the future of this company is going to be great. Obviously it depends, just taking a little example, but that is another way that people look at the PE ratio. So after kind of breaking this down, you might be thinking, okay, well, how reliable is the PE ratio? Should I use it? Well. It really depends. If you're going to be using the PE ratio individually, like if that's the only thing that you're going to use to determine whether or not you're going to invest within a specific company, it's not really reliable. Because regardless of the strategy or whatever factors you use to analyze if an investment is worth it or not, using only one factor is never the smartest idea. It's always good to have your analysis be made up of various factors, indicators, or even different types of analysis. So if you're a fan of the financial ratio, such as the PDE, you might want to also look at things such as the debt to equity ratio, the EV to EBITDA, or on top of that, even supplement it with different metrics as well. And also on the topic of reliability and whether or not you should use it, I think this should also depend on your time frame and your strategy as well. 
As we alluded to earlier, I personally do not believe in the advantage of using the P-E ratio when it comes down to shorter term trades such as day trading or swing trading. Now don't get me wrong, it could help if it's extremely high where the P-E ratio is like three digits or whatever because that could raise a red flag for you. That this is an extremely overbought stock and it could actually help with, you know, qualifying your trades. But in the grand scheme of things, I feel that the P-E ratio will only serve you the optimal benefit again if you are looking into a long-term investment. All right, Z community, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Now, again, if you did find value from this, be sure that you're either following or subscribed to the podcast so that you're up to date with new episodes that are going to come your way. On top of that, if you feel like either your friend, your parents, your grandma, your grandpa are going to benefit from this episode or this overall pod, be sure you swing it their way because at the end of the day, it could just be a nice little early Christmas gift or something. But nonetheless, guys, it's your boy Aziz Finance signing out. I'll see you guys on the next one.